Welcome to the Make Disciples podcast, a short weekly podcast where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as a disciple. Welcome back to another episode of the Make Disciples podcast. My name is Dan Rober, and today I'm going to be flying solo. We're going to continue our walk through the doctrine of God, looking at different attributes of God as we have been doing throughout this entire season. So uh, today, I want to spend a little bit of time reflecting on the concept of our omni-God. Now, let's be clear what we're talking about here. Omni is simply a prefix meaning all. It comes from the original Latin. And there are three attributes of God that begin with the word, the prefix omni, his omnipresence, his omniscience, and his omnipotence. Now, none of these three words are actually used in Scripture, but theologians have used these originally Latin terms to help describe what Scripture says about God. So let's take these words one at a time, and then I'll make some comments about them as a whole. So let's start with omnipresence. Omnipresence means that God is literally all presence. He is everywhere. Put it another way, God is the God of infinite place. In contrast to us humans who are limited to physically being one place at a time, God is unbound by a physical body and is uncontainable. So God has the ability to be everywhere all at once. And when we say present, we do mean fully present. Other terms that relate to this is how God is both transcendent and imminent in his omnipresent. He's transcendent beyond all of it, and yet he's imminent. He is close to us. The Bible points us to this reality when we read that he is spirit and he can be worshipped anywhere and we cannot be hidden from God. In truth, God was not really searching for Adam in the book of Genesis as if he didn't know where Adam was because God was there already. The psalmist points us to this in Psalm 139 when he writes, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. So this reality gives us confidence that God is near, that God sees us, and that God hears us because he is omnipresent. Next, God is also omniscient. Now, God's omniscience is a statement about God's all-knowing nature. He is the God of infinite knowledge. So there is nothing that is beyond God's grasp. Past, present, and future, God knows everything that has happened, is happening, and will happen. Put differently, he is a God who does not learn because he has nothing else to learn. He knows all things because he is the origin of all things. I like how A.Z. Tozer put it. He said, because God knows all things perfectly, he knows no thing better than any other thing, but all things equally well. He never discovers anything. He is never surprised and never amazed because God is omniscient. And then this third term is God's omnipotence. Being omnipotent refers to the limitless power of God. He is all-powerful. I love how it's described in the book of Job in light of a passage describing God's awesome acts. Job's friend declares, and this is in Job 26, these awesome acts that he's talking about are but the outer fringes of his ways. 
How faint is the whisper we hear of him, but who can understand the thunder of his power? And what he's getting at is in the midst of talking about all the amazing acts of God, this is just a glimpse of what he can do. Because our God is a God of infinite power. It is an active power that never tires and never needs a break. There is nothing within his will that God cannot do. Now, just made a qualification, and this qualification is important because the fact is there are things that God cannot do. Now, let's not get caught up with this question of whether or not God can create a rock so large that he cannot lift it because it's just logically contradictory. What God cannot do is sin because anything that is sin is against God's nature. Everything that God does is fully right and good, but he is omnipotent. He is all powerful. Now, all three of these omnis, these realities of God, lead to questions, primarily because these attributes are beyond us. How can something be everywhere and know everything and do anything? See, this doesn't make sense to us as embodied people who are limited in our space and knowledge and our power. We can also note that this brings up logical conundrums. For example, how can a God who is all-knowing, all-powerful, and fully good exist in a world with evil? Theologians refer to this as a theodicy, providing answers to this seemingly logical inconsistency. Now, I bring this up and I should note that addressing this is a much larger question for one podcast. But the short answer is that this is the way things are now, but there will be a day when evil will be defeated and all will be right. Jesus inaugurated this coming kingdom in his first coming, and it will be fully realized when he returns and there will be no more evil. In this brief podcast, these are the three omnis of God. And we should note that this list isn't comprehensive. Some other people will talk about how God is omnibenevolent or all good. Uh, But as a whole, these omnis of God taken together point to an overarching truth. God is beyond our comprehension. We can apprehend God, but we cannot fully comprehend him. That's why it's so important to learn about a God that is beyond us. Doing so increases our ability to live in the reality of an incomprehensible God instead of attempting to reduce him to our level and thus make him less than he is. We'll talk more about this concept of an infinite and incomprehensible God in our next episode. I hope you'll join us then. Thanks for joining us for the Make Disciples podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review, and spread the word. This podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This podcast is a ministry of Wildwood Church in Tallahassee, Florida. Please join us again for our next episode of Make Disciples.